Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war I hope you have your tea or your coffee because you are going to listen as a couple of the nurses out loud ladies weigh in on what is happening in Israel and the Middle East. I am your host, Nurse Jody O'Malley, and with me today is Nurse April. She is your Monday's host and Nurse Kimberly, who is your Wednesday host. And essentially, the three of us have been going back and forth in text, and we figured why not just discuss this live on air? Because if we have questions and some insight, I I know that a lot of you do as well. So, you know, none of us are scholars, biblical scholars or anything like that. But what we do bring to the table is that we are all believers in Yeshua and we have all been born again with the Holy Spirit. And that's why you know who we are to begin with. Uh, the three of us really recognized what was happening in this world three years ago. And, you know, I had just submitted to God's will for our life and allowed him to use us. And that's why we have a show, Nurses Out Loud, that airs five days a week on iHeartRadio. I also like to, what I, how I listen is I download the America Out Loud talk radio app. So 24 seven, I can click on the app and listen to one of our amazing show hosts and our more than dozen different shows, 24 hours a day. And so with that, we also wanted to also discuss some hope. So before we close out the program, we are going to talk about hope. And I think that's what a lot of us really need and crave right now is to not be confused or deceived, but to understand what the Bible tells us. So with that, I will bring in Nurse April and Nurse Kimberly to join me. Hello, ladies. Hey. Hey. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having us on, Jody. We always love yeah. to get the group of us together. It's always makes for great conversation. Yeah. Like, uh, when we started this uh, almost a year ago now, we yeah. said, well, we're just, we'll make it easy and we'll go, you know, live or with each other and discuss what's happening in the news. But we haven't done that uh, as often as we would like. So I w- want to know from you guys what you think of this show Do you want to hear more of us talking about topics in the headline together or, um, or not whatever it is, but make sure that whatever you're listening to us on, you are liking and sharing and reviewing the show because the tech gods like to see that and it bumps (laughs) us up in the feed. So, (laughs) all right, ladies, let's start off with 
this war in Israel. You, um, we, we talked very briefly about the history of this area, and I would like to get both of your opinions on that. And like, why, why Israel? Why is it happening? What's happening exactly? You know, a lot of the, the words that we hear, Hezbollah, Gaza, the Strip, you know, all of these, you know, the West Bank and, and all of that, it, you know, it's like a different language to us and rightfully so, because, you know, typically as Americans, we don't um, really have a world view on things. So I'll start off. I'll say Israel is the size of New Jersey and it is surrounded by people that hate them. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. that's a pretty accurate statement. And that's, yeah. you know, I think Israel for many decades now, um, you know, is just trying to survive and just trying to exist mm -hmm. in this world. Yeah. I feel like that's all that Israel really wants is just to be able to exist and to live in peace. And unfortunately, that has been an issue for for decades, going back to 1948, Arab-Israeli a war intentions have been high in that region ever since. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I am definitely not a scholar. I don't fully understand even the difference between Hamas and Hezbollah. I don't fully understand the difference between what these factions within the Muslim faith believe versus what normal Muslims believe. It seems like there is a lot of disagreement. Um, a friend of mine was just telling me that um, it goes against their values and their beliefs. It goes against their scriptures, the things that they're doing. And yet it doesn't feel like there's this a whole lot of pushback that comes from the Muslim community when it comes to these terrorist organizations mm -hmm. who are just hell bent on destroying Israel. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a good point to make, you know, because I think, wherever we're at in the world, you know, here we have say Antifa, that's a terrorist organization. And you didn't really hear a lot of left sided people come out and condemn them either. Yep. You know, and what's interesting is black lives matter issued their statement that they stand with Palestine. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. uh, is that shocking? I don't think so. That's a terrorist <laughs> no, It's not shocking to me. Yeah. And yeah. I'll tell you, all around this country, if you look around this country and if you look at the universities and all of that, you'll see these little uprisings and these little protests of, of people who are standing in solidarity with Palestine and calling for the absolute destruction of Israel. Mm -hmm. I've never seen anything. And these are Americans. These are yeah. Americans um, that are... So upset at the thought that America stands with or supports Israel. Yeah. Did you see that? Okay. So there was this group of 31 different organizations at Harvard who had all signed on that they support Palestine. And then when some of these, um, when Wall Street basically said, we want a list of who said this because we, they're going to get blacklisted. Now they're trying to retract their statement. So you know, that's I how mean, they control everything in this country, isn't it? You know, yeah, what's coming yeah. with the social credit score and all of, all of that, like how, uh, you know, good of a citizen can you be? How well do you comply? Mm -hmm. But I think that, too, we have to pay attention to all of the things. If we're talking about media, can we trust the, the, 
things that we're hearing from mainstream media any more than we could trust what was coming out about COVID and all of that. So, you know, how do we just, I think the three of us certainly um, are able to discern pretty well, um, but how does the average person, how are they able to discern and, and figure out, you know, what is real and accurate information um, with the barrage of really it's propaganda coming out yes. and it's from both sides. It's from both sides. Yeah, definitely. There was a video my husband sent me earlier today, and it was supposed to be this funeral procession um, of these Palestinians that were carrying someone. And all of a sudden they started hearing some bombs go off and they dropped the body and they ran and the body that was supposed to be dead actually pulled the sheets off and got up and ran away too. So you have to remember, I think we saw so much of it during COVID that we, at least for me, I don't just believe everything that I'm seeing anymore. I mean, with the the type of technology that we have with deep fakes and the, that the fact that they can make a video look so real yeah. and make it look like somebody saying something that they never said, like all of the technology is really has me on the edge of, is this propaganda? Is it really happening? The fact that the left is, is really kind of circling around and supporting this and getting excited about, you know, supporting, which I, hundred percent support Israel on this, but, but the fact that they're getting on board with it makes me nervous because I just feel like everything that comes from the left is propaganda. Well, I girl that I hear you, you know, it's like, okay, so we know as Americans and, you know, having our nation found another God really biblically speaking, America is very similar to Israel and in the way that, you know, God has granted us you know, the ability to be a superpower because mm-hmm. we were living as a nation under God and for God. And the fact that we have drawn so far away from him and you have Biden coming out and and, and really being the president that he should have been for the last two years with right. Israel is very fishy. I, exactly. I, I agree. It's like, Okay, so now Biden's saying and doing all the right things. Right, right, right. I think if we're looking at something and it's like more often than not, it is almost always certainly propaganda. And I don't even want to say if it's coming from the left because, you know, and I'm a conservative. Uh, I am a very, I wouldn't call myself a far right winger. I'm actually more in the middle. I, I feel like yeah. I'm more uh, centered than than probably most, but I am I'm very conservative in certain issues. Um, but I think that propaganda exists on both sides. I think it comes mm-hmm. from the right, it comes from the left. And I think Big the time. problem in this country, though, is that we're we're looking at it as a left-right issue when really it's not at all. It's an up and down issue. And if until we come to that conclusion, I mean, this is this is where we they have us fighting one another when really we need to be looking at um, where all of this is coming from, and it's coming from the uh, elites at the top, yeah. and you they know- have all of us fighting each other. Right. What makes me really nervous about the whole situation is how did it happen? Because we know that Israel's military defense is like top notch, right? Yep. How did this happen? It makes me really feel like there was some sort of inside. There has to be. Right? Absolutely. Collaboration. There has because to be. how did this happen? Well, no and, and let's talk about that. Let's talk about what happened, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. So... Israel was invaded by land, sea, and air. And it essentially was this coordinated attack. What makes it so different 
this time is because they attacked babies, women, children, elderly. They literally were parachuted down and into a, a rave, a music festival, and killed hundreds of people, took women, raped them, children. And, you know, they went into communities and pulled people out of their, their house. Like this is not a typical war. This is savage, right. barbaric, yeah. mm -hmm. what they had done. And so again, that's what they did. And then they came in and they attacked by sea and then, you know, by land, they were already stationed, which, you know, we're going to talk about America as well, because with the infiltration of the border, you know, we know, I mean, you would be really remiss to not think that they aren't setting themselves up here and our government is in cahoots with them because they're yeah. allowing them to pour in. So, right. so with that being said, would you ladies agree? This is not your typical war. This is dealing with bloodthirsty savages and was, yeah, Israel's response was appropriate or not? What do you think? I think I think their response was appropriate. How do you not respond, right? How you have to absolutely respond. Listen, I think war. I, I'm not a fan of war. I'm not a pacifist by any by any means. I believe in a strong military response when necessary. But we we cannot ignore the fact that war is big business. War is a lot about profiteering. There's big business and there's a lot of money to be made in war. Um, mm -hmm. I think that there's definitely. Um, government collusion and coordination at, at play here. And I think that it's really reminiscent if we look back to 9-11, um, and we may not have recognized it at the time, but the gift of um, and the benefit of hindsight, being able to look back and see how that was likely a very coordinated uh, propaganda that was put out. Um, I think mm -hmm. we're seeing a lot of that here as well. And looking at the um, the the border they have a very heavily fortified border fence israel israel yeah. right like a bird cannot fly over this thing and not set it off right. so you really can't tell me that they did not see this coming mm -hmm. um and and that they they were not just willing to sacrifice their citizens much like unfortunately the united states has sacrificed their citizens and then when we can look at, if we want to talk about sacrificing citizens let's look at just the um vaccine mandates all around the world Mm -hmm. Especially yeah. in Israel when they were all, you know, it, it was like they were the guinea pigs, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. everybody was looking at, you know, Pfizer was using the Israeli citizens to test out these vaccines on the well, entire population of the, you know, Tuskegee. Well, mm -hmm. they did that uh, to the Native Americans. I found out this past weekend when I went up there to speak at, at a church in Tuba City that the president of the Navajo Nation, I believe his name is Jonathan Nez. He offered up the Native Americans to be the first uh, people to take these vaccines. And in 2020 and 2021, they received more than $9 billion of funding. What? Yes. Wow. Yes. And, and, you know, so it, we'll talk a little bit about this because I had a good conversation with my oldest, who just came back from celebrating his birthday in Jamaica. And, I said, okay, explain this to me how you see it. And he said, essentially, look at America. And we have all of these tribal lands throughout America. Now, they're not their own country, but they're sovereign. They're sovereign lands. They, they control themselves. That's the same as Gaza, right? They were sovereign. 
They weren't their own country. We gave them a peace. Israel gave them a piece of land as far as the peace treaty. We gave the natives here uh, as far as the peace treaty, right? So they have their own. Now imagine if the natives came out and they started killing women, children, right? Elderly and in attacking the citizens, not attacking the capital, right? Or, you know, or the state buildings or something or the like that. They, mm -hmm. right. They attack the citizens. So the only response you would have to have is to annihilate them essentially. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I, I mean, and I think that the, I'm wrong. people, I think that the, the argument that people always get into is, um, you know, you can't annihilate this entire people. The Palestinian people are good. And that's where I think we, it's like, that's not even an argument. It's not the Palestinian people. It's Hamas. Right. Just like it's not us. It's our stupid government that's making bad decisions. And we're just being subject to the collateral damage. It's, and it's, 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 you have to be able to separate Hamas from the Palestinians. Yes. They don't even agree with what they're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. But how is Israel supposed to defend itself from what's happening in this attack when they've infiltrated the Palestinian people? They've put their, um, you know, they've set up shop in hospitals and in apartments and in schools so that they have this shield, so that they have the people as their shield. How how is Israel supposed to defend themselves? Nobody can give an answer. They just say, "Oh, it's not fair. It's not fair." Yeah. What are they supposed to do? Right. Yeah, and it's, it's important to note that Israel didn't attack first. They right. attacked. So now they are responding. Here's mm -hmm. another here's another thought. Say get your opinion on this. From what I heard, my friend who is Israel Defense Force was called up uh, about 10 days ago. She already knew that she was going there. It is around their holy day. They were celebrating Sukkot. They know that it's all heightened security during times of holy days. And you also have the 50th anniversary of the war that broke out in, what, 1948, a year after Israel became a nation. Right. After 2000 years, the Valley of Dry Bones became rose up and became a nation again. Mm -hmm. And at, so at this time, you there was a lot of division, she said, in Israel. Right. Kind mm -hmm. of what you see here in America. We're all fighting each other. Yeah, so now they're we're, all coming together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so we're fighting each other. They're fighting each other. They don't really like their president. We don't like our president. Now you have <laughs> Biden and Netanyahu her, who are both like, yay, we're going to we are going to avenge what happened. So it makes you think like, were they involved in it? Yep, absolutely. Think think about September 12th, 2001, when the United States, we all hated each other. Right. But on 9-12, everybody yeah. came together, mm -hmm. united. And that's what this is reminiscent of. It, yeah. it truly is. If you look at it, it's like we're having a September 12th situation. Yeah, because now Israel has formed this one unified government temporarily. And, and that's some of the things that people are afraid of is, is this basically a blueprint of what they want to happen basically in Western countries in the United States as well, where you, you're under this new government regime. 
I mean, we have an election coming up. How is this? If if we're moving in the direction of World War Three, which is what you know everyone's talking about, what do they do about that? That this election that they're doing everything in their power to prevent you know anything free and fair from happening in the first place. I think they're going to usher in martial law. Mm-hmm. The election's probably not going to happen. I've um, heard that before. What makes you yeah. guys say that? My sisters told me that today. Yeah, you know, I just because I I think that. We're just at a point where they know, I mean, honestly, the last election, there's no way Joe Biden got 81 million votes. Like, like no. yeah, no, it didn't happen. I think that they can't even, I think they realize that they can't steal the election anymore in that way. And that this is the only play that's left, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is that they're going to have to lock it down because there are too many people that are kind of waking up and are aware um, that, yeah, that, that election um, probably wasn't a free and fair one. Um, and then this may be the only option that they have is mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, um, instill martial law and that the election won't take place. I mean, because they're... World War Three is broken out. That's what right. you're saying. OK, yeah. April. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think that they tried this whole COVID thing. Oh, COVID, everybody, we're going to start locking down and nobody was falling for it. Even on the left, they were like, no, not again. So I think that they're like, okay, now, now what do we do? And they know Israel is something that Americans will come together on. Yeah, Like we're not going to let Israel be attacked. We're just not. Some of us will, but most of us not. Like when they tried it with, you know, with Ukraine, it seemed like there was a lot of support for Ukraine um, from the left. Um, A lot of us were not buying into all of, uh, you know, all of this. It was really, it was propaganda. It was a lot of propaganda and a lot of us weren't buying into it. But like April pointed out, so rightly so, is that, you know, America stands with Israel and they know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I think. Right. You know, Joe Biden now is like getting a little bit more support because he finally did something right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe Does it's know his about last. It? Has anybody told him? Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. I mean, how is he coming out saying all this stuff? Right. I, so and I hear Netanyahu, he's up for re-election as well. So you know, the two of them that have, that were ruling their country, they're both, they're divided country. Mm-hmm. This would seem like a way to come together and get some support and unity. Mm-hmm. But from what I'm hearing are the people in Israel are like, something's up. There's no way that we were attacked like this. And it just took us by surprise. I mean, so I'm I hearing asked, reports that it took them up to six hours to respond mm-hmm. after six to eight hours before they were getting help. That's insane to me. Like, and I can't even. What does that sound like? What does that remind you of? Uh, right. The response after Benghazi? If we remember how many hours mm-hmm. did it take and all of that um, response time and how many people we lost during uh, 9-11, um, uh, during Benghazi. It's reminiscent of that to me. Yeah. So, so my son also said, he goes, well, this is what they did. They, you know, they came from air and from sea and by land. And, you know, obviously when they attacked those hundreds of people at the film, at the music festival, they had to get some of their tanks to be away from the border to go help. Like they never thought that they were coming by land, by sea and by air. And I said, now, come on now, come on. Here you and I are sitting here thinking and talking about this being an option. Of course it's an option. So you can't tell me that the 
practically the number one military that there is in the world mm -hmm. didn't think of millions of different scenarios right. right and they have the best intelligence yeah i mean that's what israel is known for so how is it and egypt is saying they gave them a warning three days in advance something's happening so i saw some headline that just came out um do you guys know who amir safari is Amir. Oh, okay. So check him out on Telegram. He is posting updates like almost minute by minute. But he did post a headline that said um, that Egypt said they did not tell them. You know, so was someone in our was? government? No, someone in our government even said that there was intelligence that came in. So unless they're also getting the fake news and they're going to have to fix it later, because one of the reporters called them out on it and said, well, he said, well, we can't talk about it right now, but we'll mm. come back to it eventually. Yeah. And what was that that you sent earlier, April? Who was that that was speaking uh, and said that they should annihilate oh. them? that um the head of hamas who is calling for a jihad on friday October right 13th. for right today like globally essentially. yeah well globally. for friday for friday for friday yeah mm -hmm. yeah we're re this? recording this a couple days early guys so you're listening to it on friday so we will see if you know let's see yeah let's talk about that so he came out and said what april exactly um, so I am not for sure exactly what he said. I don't speak Arabic, but it was, they're saying they're translating it and saying that he's calling for a jihad, a global jihad all over the world. All Muslims need to come up and start this holy war against Jews and, and Americans and Americans. Yeah. 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 So with that, guys, let's let's take a break. Check out our sponsors. We we have amazing products. One of them um, I'm going to highlight here, and that's uh, the wellness company, TWC. If you go to their site, people are still needing medical exemptions, guys. And, you know, for this new vaccine that's about to come out, we just got some messages from some nursing students that they were successfully approved for their COVID vax, but now they are wanting them to get their flu vax. And so, you know, we just wanted to offer that as a resource that they do offer medical exemptions along with, you know, freedom from pharma, get off of your pharmaceuticals and spike support formula that they have with CMOS and natokinase in it. So go check out americaoutloud.shop for your exclusive discount for America Out Loud listeners. And this is Nurses Out Loud with April, Kimberly, and myself, Jody, and we will be right back. It's time in this For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced. 
These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Changing the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. All right, welcome back. Thank you for joining us. You are listening to Nurses Out Loud, and we are on air five days a week at 10 a.m. Eastern time with an encore at 11 p.m. And all of our shows go to podcast a day or two later. And so thank you for joining me, April and Kimberly. On the first half of this show, we started talking about what is happening with Israel. And we left on break talking about jihad, sending out a message to all of the terrorist organizations around the world to attack Jews and American citizens to prove a point. Now, will that happen? I don't know. Can it happen? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, with our border being open, uh, for the last couple of years and tens of thousands of military age boys coming over with no kids, no family, that that's absolutely their plan. And, you know, I think many of us are aware of that now. Would you guys agree? Yeah, definitely. absolutely. I've, I've heard they're enlisting illegals um, to the military at this point. Um, so that's, that's going to be interesting. And I think, you know, and we talk about this often, you especially, Jody, that we are not meant to live in a spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, but can it happen? Absolutely. I think we all need to remain very vigilant. But, you know, we're not meant to live in a spirit of fear. So I certainly um, I'm not going to do a whole lot differently. I'm not locking myself away anywhere. Um, am I going to be more aware of, you know, where I go, maybe and definitely be more aware of my surroundings? Absolutely. Um but am I going to uh, shut myself in and stop living? Absolutely not. Absolutely yeah, not. Because same, that's same. that's what terrorists want. That's how terrorists win, mm-hmm. is when they have us living in fear. I actually 
came across an article, so I want to read it just so that we can be clear about what they're saying. Um, so it says, uh, former Hamas leader calls for jihad across Arab world this Friday. Um, the former leader of Hamas has issued calls for Muslims across the world to take to the streets in a global day of protest against Israel on Friday. Khalid Mashal, who was the leader of Hamas for three years from 2014 to 2017 and is now based in Qatar, issued a statement to Reuters earlier today saying that this was a moment of truth for the Arab world. He said, we must head to the squares and streets of the Arab and Islamic world on Friday. To all scholars who teach jihad, to all who teach and learn, this is a moment for the application of jihad. He also made a special plea to Muslims living in the countries surrounding Israel, saying, tribes of Jordan, sons of Jordan, brothers and sisters of Jordan, this is a moment of truth and the borders are close to you. You all know your responsibility. Mm. Mashal's calls come as the Israel-Hamas war continues into its fifth day with the numbers of Israeli dead totaling more than 1,200 with bodies in Kibbutzin still being discovered by emergency services. Mashal has been living in exile in Qatar since 2012, when he was forced out of Syria by Bashar al-Assad. He was succeeded by Ismail Haniyeh, who has been the leader of Hamas since 2017. Yeah, it sounds to me like you know you know what to do. When you get the call, right. go and do it. Right. That's what they did. That's what they're saying that how they um, Hamas planned this attack, that they weren't talking about it to many people, but those extremists, they're always ready. They're they're mm-hmm. ready and waiting for the, the call to go in and kill and sacrifice themselves. Suicide is like honor to them, right? Yeah, let's, um, talk about, let's talk about that for a second, Jody. So when we talk about responsibility, right? April mentioned that it's that you know what your responsibility is. And, and I often wonder like, okay, what about the responsibility of the American people. We have a second amendment and a second amendment exists for a reason. And I'm not calling for an uprising, but I'm kind of calling for an uprising because mm-hmm. <laughs> right. you know, I, I'm just, all, all I'm saying, I don't certainly don't advocate for violence at any time, but the entire reason that we have a second amendment is to stand against a tyrannical government, right? I've never seen in my lifetime, certainly a government more tyrannical than the one we have right now. Mm-hmm. Yet where are, you know, it is it is our duty as American citizens to take a stand and to rebel against this government that has taken total control uh, over its citizens. Right. Yeah, I don't see that happening. And I'm talking about even in people, the populations you would expect to see it from. We don't really see any any real mobilization of because mm-hmm. we certainly and I, I say this often we have the numbers, but yeah. too many just lack too many lack the courage. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to say when I was in Michigan a couple of weeks ago and I did a meeting greet and one of the gentlemen that I met there, he said that he had just come back from breakfast with the guys. And I said, oh, it's a it's a guys group that you meet every Sunday. And he said, actually, it was our first meeting. He felt called to gather the men. 
And when he said that, ladies, I was like, praise God, we've been waiting yes. for yes. you. <laughs> exactly. Because yes. there's been more women, right? Am I right? Wow. Yes. We have been waiting for you. Yes. And I was like, Definitely. so what are you guys doing? Like, for what? You know? <laughs> can, we, can we make you cookies? Can we make you <laughs> Yeah, what do you need? <laughs> Over wow. in the bath. <laughs> like, <laughs> <I know. you laughs> oh man. And he you. said he just knows that something's coming. And he said, yeah. and the men were silent throughout COVID. And mm. you know, many of them knew, but many more did not. And that is because we have weakened down the man <laughs> for the last what 40, 60 years, right? Since yeah. the 60s. Yeah. Since we came out and there's a sexual revolution and women were going back to work and we're not educating our kids, we're throwing them into government schools to where they're being indoctrinated and, you know, so on and so on. But our men have been weakened and one can argue that, you know, it could be from the vaccinations that yeah. they we've been giving or how about all of the medications, like the statin drugs they have mm -hmm. them on? Almost every man that you know that's in his 40s or 50s, a lot of them are on statin drugs. And mm -hmm. so we've really not only emasculated men, but we've also chemically castrated them in a way. Right, right. It's and that makes them angry. <laughs> It's all mm -hmm. very coordinated. I think it's been going on certainly for decades, for far longer than we've we've recognized it. I think mm -hmm. we may be just now starting to connect the dots that have been like literally in front of our face forever. And yeah. you know, haven't been figuring it out. I was just talking to my sister about this last night because I think, you know, I talked on Monday about like what is women's roles and and at at what point are we as women needing to step back and allow men to be men? And one of the things I was thinking about, and I was just saying, from my personal experience, I am an emotional person. I should never, ever be the leader of the United States of America, because in situations like this, we would all be at war because, no, this isn't okay. I was thinking, you know, the whole situation right now between the Arab world and Israel started because of a woman, right? Sarah decided that she was going to push things along. She was being impatient. And she was like, God said, we were going to have a kid. I'm not getting pregnant. Abraham, why don't you go sleep with my servant? Yes. Abraham goes and sleeps with Hagar. Next thing you know, now we have this battle and here we are yeah. thousands of years later, still having to deal with ramifications of her decision because she was being impatient Leave it and till trying morning, to right? lead, right? <laughs> trying to lead and make decisions over her husband. Yes. Yeah, so that, so let's tell the audience who may not understand mm -hmm. what you're referring to, because I will tell you when I picked up the Bible, probably 13 years ago, and I started reading it, uh, when my son was born, I read just in Genesis and it, and it talks about it there. And I thought, oh my goodness, this yeah. is why there's so much conflict. Can right. you, can you explain it a little bit more, April? Right. So Sarah and Abraham, before their names were changed, Sarai and Abram, they were married and Abram, God loved Abram and promised that there was going to be, oh, he was going to have a whole like line of descendants, lots and lots and lots of children, but they were infertile. They didn't have any children, but God made this promise. And by the time they finally, like they were old 
they were past childbearing years. Mm-hmm. And so, right. Yeah. She was dead. Her womb was shriveled up. It was <laughs> right. definitely not working anymore. And she had already so went she, through menopause. <laughs> wave has menopause. Right. But you know, men don't go through menopause. So she had this great idea that she was going to give her servant up. And then she was going to allow Abraham to sleep with Hagar, which was her Egyptian slave. And she was then going to take her baby and raise her, raise the baby as her own. And that was how they were going to have this promise fulfilled that God had made them. Well, that was not what God told them to do. Mm-hmm. They did it. He listened to her. He was like, oh, okay. And something I heard recently, which was an interesting take I had never thought of, but so he proceeds to sexually assault his wife's servant and she gets pregnant. And now she's got this baby. And God was like, that wasn't, that was not my plan. That's still not the promise. And eventually Sarah and Abraham conceive and have their own child. And now there's this fight because you've got these two brothers one from the Egyptian and one from the Israel Israelite and Sarah got jealous and she's like, make her go away. I don't want her or her son here anymore. And so being obedient husband, he sends them away and God lets them know he doesn't let leave them out in the desert to die. He lets them know that she too will be, or her son too will become a great nation. but that there was going to be a lot of fighting between him and his brother. Mm -hmm. So the whole argument is who is Israel? Like who, Mm -hmm. who has control over Israel essentially? Because like you said, you know, they, they went about it for, for years. I believe the boy um, Ishmael, right? Mm -hmm. Ishmael, Mm -hmm. he was 13 years old when Sarah was pregnant and conceived. And then they were like, oh, hold on a second. Yeah. This wasn't God. God's plan was for me to have a baby, but I was impatient mm-hmm. and trusting in him. I thought he told me to have you go sleep with the maid. And and so, yeah, so that's where Ishmael went out and he was like kind of casted away. Mm-hmm. But then that's where Mo- the whole Muhammad and the Muslim faith begins. Mm-hmm. Right. That that side of Abraham's yeah. family. So they're both brothers. So even this this argument between the Arabs and the Israelis, they're family. Mm-hmm. They are literally family. Right. And they're just they're just fighting. They're fighting over the land. They're fighting each other still and have been for thousands of years. Yeah. Over that. And you're right. I'm glad you brought that up, April. I forget. Mm -hmm. That's really the whole basis of this whole thing. And Mm -hmm. so that's where people are saying, well, whose land is Israel? And Mm -hmm. it's like, well, it's first of all, it's God's people and they Mm -hmm. are his chosen people, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's not quotes. They are his chosen people. And Mm -hmm. Jerusalem is the center, the epicenter of the entire world. What happens there affects the entire world. And again, remember, guys, this is a country that's smaller than New Jersey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wild. How people yeah. can't see that God is at play here is, is so wild to me. Why, why do you think that? Why do you think so many people are confused? Because they don't know. Mm. They don't have that faith. And when you mm-hmm. don't have the faith, you don't have that understanding. 
yeah. of, of what's happening and you certainly don't have that piece. I think, you know, we're, we're all certainly, it's a very tumultuous time and we're all very probably frightened in some, to some degree, but I don't have as much fear. I feel, um, I feel protected. I feel safe and, and my, in my faith and whatever, you know, how we all know the day is coming. We don't know when. Right. And what day, what day do you talk about Kimberly? Tell our listeners, what day are you referring to? Oh, end times. I mean, and mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that. Yeah. yeah. We don't Jesus, know when, Jesus. We don't know when Jesus is coming back. Mm -hmm. We don't know. We don't know the day. We don't know the hour, but we know he's coming. Mm -hmm. We know he's coming. And I stand strong in my faith and my belief in that. But, but be, I think because of uh, the, the strength of our faith is why we're, we're able to, you know, not live in that spirit of fear. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So <clears throat> no, I, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, with the three of us, we understand end times prophecy mm -hmm. and, and to many people they don't. And why is that? And then from all, all of my research and stuff and hearing my pastor speak when you know, I was just a little girl back in the early 80s. You know, she was saying that there's going to be a great falling away and that the pulpit will not preach on end times prophecy anymore because those were the rise. That's when the rise of like the Joel Olstein type preachers, um, you know, took took hold and everybody thought like, oh, this is a really good thing. People are learning about Jesus. And it may, and maybe so, right? I know a lot of people that really love his teachings and I've gotten sucked in listening to them a couple of times, but at the end of the day, the pulpit is responsible and for preaching and letting people know, I mean, you have a whole religion, Catholics I'll speak of, they don't even look at the book of revelation. <laughs> like they don't even know it you guys okay there's a verse in the bible um it's matthew 24 6 through 8 it says and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars see that ye not be troubled for all these things must come to pass but the end is not yet for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places all these are the beginning of sorrows did you guys hear about the earthquake in afghanistan Yes. Think and about 4,000 people have died. Uh -huh. Yeah. And Morocco, thousands died in Morocco mm -hmm. from the earthquakes over there. It's like everything. That's yeah. why people are like, you guys are crazy. But if, if you, if they read the Bible and they read the scriptures and they started to look around at the signs of the times, then they'd right. be like, okay. Yeah. yeah well, looking so at the Bible as prophetic, Right. Right. Yes. Yes. It is a guidebook for how we should live our life and, and get to know the word more and, and, and all of that. But 25% of the Bible is prophetic in nature. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting because my dad told me about this preacher decades ago. Um, well, I wouldn't say, yeah, it was probably 20, 30 years ago. It's a long time ago. His name is Jack Van Impey. Mm -hmm. And he would have him on TV playing and he would, you know, he would listen to him every now and again. And he came out with this Bible called the Prophecy Bible, um, Jack Van Impey. And he literally breaks down the book of Revelation verse by verse. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool. But when you look at that as prophetic, you know, and as a whole, 
And that's why I love the Messianic so much, because you have these Jews that understand Hebrew language, Hebrew writing. The whole book was written by Hebrews, Right. right? And and they can break down that language in such a way. And and then you look at the book as a whole, mm-hmm. just like the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, right, is, mm-hmm. is whole, and you don't separate it. And that's where religion gets in the way of relationship is because mm-hmm. that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like Jonathan Kahn. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of organized religion um, any longer. I think it's more about a relate for me personally. It's more about a relationship and my relationship uh, with Christ, which is strong, um, mm-hmm. which is strong. And I stand strong in my faith. But I think that um, the organized religion has always turned me off um, in, yeah. in many ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they anyway. men always mess things. And I don't mean men, but I mean, people in general right. can always. But if you can find a good church and a good church family, then yeah. you can be fed. And and I think it's important for us to to make sure that we're coming together because right now mm-hmm. we need to feed each other too. Because I, you guys know, I don't, know, I get overwhelmed sometimes with everything that's happening. Because I guess I still feel like I have some power and some control to change <laughs> things, even though. Right. I know that I don't, but it makes me so upset. Like it really upsets me all the bad things. Cause I'm like, can't, why can't you just be good? Yeah. Just do yeah. the right thing. Just do, just do what's right. Well, that's like, you know, I'm going to plug my truth movement here because that's open until October 20th for founding members. And we're, we're focusing on exactly what you said, April, mm-hmm. you know, I can say that it's based off of four pillars. It's confidence which will which will deal with mental and physical health because you have to feel good. If your energy and your vibration and everything is all low because you're eating crappy food and you're mm. not moving and you're exercising, you just have bad energy, right? Mm. And so we need to raise that energy up so that you do have the courage, which is the second pillar, that's faith over fear, to walk in your calling, which is living in God's will for your life, not your own and doing that in community. And that is the remnant. And so at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's all about bringing people closer to God through Mm -hmm. conversations like this. We are going to be doing this on zoom. There's going to be audio teachings. We're having Dr. McCullough, Dr. Artis, I'm having, you know, the different experts talking and speaking, but at the end of the day, we need to gather the remnant because we know that the end is near and it's yeah. exciting. It so is. let's close the, let's close the show it talking is. about why, you know, cause some people's going to hear this and say, Ooh, you, you, yeah, it's exciting to you because you're not going through all that war that's happening in the middle East right now. But mm-hmm. what would you say to somebody if they said that to you, April? Yeah, well, we're all going to go through it. We're all going to experience the pain and suffering. Like there's no escaping it. But that just brings us that much closer to the time when it's, to me, the war is won. We already know that the war is won. We get through this time. And then on the other side is just going to be glorious and wonderful. And that's what we're pushing forward. That's what we were created for. We were created for such a time as this. Amen. So exactly. do what, what you got to do to get through it. What an exhilarating Kimberly. time to be alive. I mean, mm-hmm. seriously, this is as much as we, Kevin. And Can I you come to your microphone a little bit closer? How's this? Is this better? Yeah. 
Okay. Um, yeah, Kevin and I were talking about this in the episode I recorded. I mean, as much uh, strife as we are going through right now, what an absolutely exhilarating time mm -hmm. to be alive for such a time as this and to have been chosen for yeah. such a time as this to walk in this calling has been the most you know, fulfilling uh, thing that I have ever been, I I've ever gone, I've never been so fulfilled in my entire life. Yeah. I have so much that's uncertain for me and my future and the last three years have been insane. Mm -hmm. But here we are and what a time to be alive to go through yeah. this and like april said um you know we the story has been written right god right. wins in the end yeah we are yeah. victorious yeah. and and I'll, I'll agree i was i was listening to a, a sermon earlier today and and the pastor pastor jack hibbs i really like him he's pretty uh straight up with it you know it, it, he says in there it's like um first thessalonians 110 we wait for his son from heaven and this is just me and my notes, so it's not word for word. But essentially, you know, God is going to pour out his wrath onto the earth. It is the only time in the Bible that it says that. And what is that time? That is tribulation. But prior to that, he says that he we will go meet him. We will go meet him in the clouds. So it's not his second coming. Because when he comes, he will be here and set up his kingdom on earth. But we will, as believers are literally waiting. We're watching. I mean, mm -hmm. we're eagerly waiting every day to say, okay, Lord, is today the day you call us home? Because yeah. we're excited to go yeah. be with the Lord, you know, up in heaven. And, you know, Philippians 3.20 says our citizenship is in heaven right? That mm -hmm. That's where our home is. It's so when you're a believer, and what does that mean to be a believer? It means having the Holy Spirit work through you. That mm -hmm. means confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord and personal Savior, that he died on the sins for our cross, or died on the cross for our sins, right? And, and we have the faith the size of a mustard seed. So anyone out there listening, if your faith is wavering and you're shaken up, just know that if you open the door just a little bit, the Holy Spirit will come in and work through you and according to his purposes, right? We're not the righteous ones. The Holy Spirit no. working through us is doing the righteous activities. We just submitted to the will of God and said, use us. And that, you know, that, that is you know, it's like, we, we should not be overtaken. Like it's a thief in the night. We mm -hmm. shall know the signs and the times. And that's where we're all three discussing and agreeing upon is that we see the signs of the times. Yeah, We sure. know like, oh my gosh, this is happening. That's happening. That's happening. So we must be getting closer to going home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But an cool. epic battle comes. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing that I'm like, oh, <laughs> and we'll be fighting that from side. heaven. I mean, it's going to be <laughs> right. glorious and glorious. Yeah. Like I was it talking is. to Tammy because she's going to help me in the truth movement. I hope I hope you guys do too. I, I'm yeah. I'm thinking that you know we're going to be going you know live more often with it. Mm -hmm. But guys, mm -hmm. if you are interested in it, uh, it's jodyomalleyrn.com forward slash truth. You can just get to it from jodyomalleyrn.com. Um, but right. It's like, you know, when we're living inside of God's will, 
you know, we and he comes down. It's like we don't want to be ashamed and not be able to look at him, you know, yeah. and say, oh, my gosh, I didn't listen to you. I didn't mm -hmm. follow what you were telling me to do. I can't mm -hmm. even look at you now mm -hmm. because he's going to like spew us out of our, our his mouth. Right. Mm -hmm. Like if you're mm -hmm. lukewarm and you're yeah. just sitting here thinking that you're just going to chill, you're still going to live a little bit in the world and then you're going to do a little bit of things that are good straddle the fence, straddle mm -hmm. the fence. Like, it's mm -hmm. not going to be a good time for you. No, it's depart from me. I for never, I never knew, knew you. you. Mm. Can Amen. you imagine? Oh, no, I can't. And I don't mm. want to. <laughs> like, mm -mm. you know, I sit here and think and there was something else that he said that I I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. Um, like, he, uh, like, let's shake up the kingdom of hell. Mm -hmm. Literally, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we we shine our light. We talk about that all the time in our shows. We're shining our light into the darkness and the darkness will not overcome it. Yeah. yeah. Like evil shudders at the thought of the light shining on it. They don't yeah. want to be exposed. They just want to keep doing their evil little deeds. Right, right, right. Y'all know when I was, when everything started happening, I was like, I'm about to jump on a plane and go to Israel. Cause I know they need help. I know, I know they need medical professionals. I'm going like, this is it. And then I was thinking, okay, of course that's not going to actually happen. My family would not allow me to, but I mean, there are Americans who've gone over who are already over there. Doctors, like they need healthcare professionals. So yeah. if anyone has the freedom to do that kind of movement and you feel led to, I would encourage you like. Well, it's very interesting because I have my tickets booked. Um, Benjamin and I were going there. Really? Um, but yeah, my my friend told me, you know, who's over there who got called up. She said, hold off. Um, things can change at any minute. And she was right. You know, it mm -hmm. happened, you know, five days after she was there. But Benjamin, and I just talked to him and he said, I would love to have our trip being going over there and helping people. Mm. So if there is a way that is what I'm doing, you know, after yeah. Columbia, absolutely. And, you know, maybe that's just what God had in planned, right? That would be you know? so awesome for you both mm -hmm. to experience that together. My goodness. Hmm. It would. Well, thank you for the conversation today, ladies. It's, it was yeah. amazing. I, yeah, guys, uh, all you guys listening, please let us know what you think, you know, do, did you like this conversation, you know, agree with us or don't agree with us that we're not <laughs> doing this for you, you know, either way, we're mm -hmm. not doing this to change your mind. We're just there sharing the truth. Mm -hmm. And everything that we said, and you notice I didn't say our truths because there's only one truth and there's an opinion, mm -hmm. but everything that we talked about today, we went back to the word of God because the word of God is our biblical foundation. So be careful of the preachers mm -hmm. that are out there preaching that boys can be girls and vice versa and, and all of that, because that is not the word of God. And he makes that very clear. So I'm just going to throw that out there before we close out to essentially rise up and shine your light into this darkness and be bold, be unafraid, be uncompromising and be revolutionary because as believers, that is what we are called to do in these last days and live with a life of peace, joy, love and kindness. Until next time, be safe, be well, and God bless. It's time